Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today, we're introducing a new show to our listeners. It's called Extra Scoops, a new show for kids about all the cool stuff happening in the world and what it means to you. I'm here now to introduce you to our friend, Andy Rosen. He has been a journalist at the Boston Globe and the Baltimore Sun, and now he's here hosting this awesome show for you. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. Take it away, Andy. This is Extra Scoops, a show where we'll meet amazing people, answer your questions about the world, and hear what kids think. I'm Andy Rosen. Today I'm here with Amanda Weldon, host of Stories Podcast, who's going to help me read the news. What's going on, Amanda? If you're in California next time an earthquake hits, the first vibrations you feel might be coming from your phone. That's right. That state recently introduced a new warning system that alerts people that tremors are coming their way giving them extra seconds to find shelter. The shaking waves of earthquakes can move as fast as three miles per second, but information can move even faster. The new MyShake app, which is run by the University of California, Berkeley, uses underground sensors that can pick up the disturbance immediately and then send messages to people who might be in harm's way. And the scientists who set up the program say just a few seconds of warning can make a big difference helping people get to safety. Whoa, look out! definitely fun to play with dolls, but doesn't it feel sometimes like some of them are looking at you a little funny? And some of them can be downright scary. Well, one museum in Minnesota is all in on the creepy doll idea. Minnesota Public Radio reports that the History Center of Olmsted County has been showcasing its collection of creepy dolls online. Some have chipping porcelain faces or scary reptilian eyes that seem to follow you wherever you go, and a few of them even have human hair. They say this used to be a sign that the owner of the doll had money. Today, it just seems scary. And do you like bacon? Good news! America has more bacon in reserve than it has in almost 50 years. The business news organization Bloomberg reported that there were 40 million pounds of pork bellies in U.S. warehouses at the end of September, the most since 1971. Farmers have been building up their supplies because they think a lot of people in China will want to buy them. Pigs have been getting sick there, which means there isn't enough pork for Chinese people to eat. Eventually, supplies will probably go down as more pork gets shipped to Asia. But until then, eat up! Now, when most kids butt into their turkey sandwiches, they don't know much about the meat, other than that it's good with a little mustard and cheese. But we found a pair of brothers from Heflin, Alabama, who are turkey experts. They know how to make noises that fool wild turkeys in the woods into coming close enough that the boys can hunt them. They and their siblings have competed in the National Turkey Calling Championships held by the National Wild Turkey Federation. I'm Isaac, and I'm 12, and uh, we're from Heflin, Alabama. And I'm Jacob, and I'm 11, and I was a 2018 Grand National Champion. While you might buy your turkey at the store, these boys usually get their turkey from hunting in the woods, and they don't prepare it in the same way you might think. It's pretty good. I personally, our family personally likes to eat it with ketchup. Jacob showed us some of his award-winning turkey calls. This one's called an assembly yelp.
That call is usually for hens, which is a female turkey trying to look for kids and like group them together. Jacob was using something called a box call, which rubs two pieces of wood together in order to make a sound. But they say that most of the sounds that they make when they're calling turkeys are the sounds of female turkeys, not the males that make the traditional gobble-gobble sound you might be used to. That's because most hunters are looking for males. But Isaac says there are some times when you'd want to know how to gobble out in the field. Usually you do that when you have two people. One of them is making a hen yelp, and then one of them is making a gobble, so you can make the other one very mad and want to come in and fight the other one. And there are a lot of different sounds you might hear from a male turkey, depending on what part of the country you're in. Out west, you might hear that more traditional gobble-gobble sound. That's kind of like a high-pitched... And in the eastern part of the United States, the boys say the sound is much more loud and aggressive-sounding. It's all really loud. I'll blow your eardrums off. But Isaac says sometimes the best thing you can do is be quiet. When you're turkey hunting, you try to move as least as you can. Because turkeys, if they see even one small movement that they think is not right, they're gone. And you won't see it again. That was great talking turkey with Isaac and Jacob. But I wouldn't blame you if you're sick of turkey by now. I bet your fridge is full of leftovers. And I bet there's some stuff you really can't wait to get rid of. And some stuff you hope lasts forever. We asked kids what their favorite things about Thanksgiving dinner were and what they didn't like. Hello, my name is Adeline and I live in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. My favorite Thanksgiving food is definitely the rolls, but I'm afraid to try the turkey. Adeline's brother William loves mashed potatoes, but he also has some concerns. I'm afraid to try gravy. Mashed potatoes with no gravy, huh? Another kid called in with a grown-up and offered their real opinion about cranberry sauce. What do you, you be honest? Did you like the cranberry sauce? No. What do you think it tasted like? It tasted sour and yucky. Ouch. Well, as you get older, you might learn to like some stuff you don't think is very good right now. Now, if you think arguing about food is bad, you should hear the grown-ups arguing about politics. There's a very important discussion happening in Washington, D.C. right now where people will decide whether to remove President Donald Trump from office. They're called impeachment proceedings, and they only happen when Congress is trying to decide whether the president has done something very wrong. I called my friend Tom Lobianco, who's a reporter in Washington, D.C., and said he could help explain what's been going on. Thanks so much for spending time with us, Tom. Can you tell us a little bit about what impeachment is and how it happens? Yeah, thanks, Andy. It's awesome to be with you. Uh, you know, impeachment is a very important part of how we run this country and how this how everything works inside the United States. The the short answer is that in an impeachment, the House of Representatives, which is one part of the government, the House and the Senate uh, make up what is called the Congress. They can, if they decide that the president has done something terrible, they can try to remove him from the office. So impeachment means firing the president from his job. How does that actually happen? Impeachment is really a two-step process. The first part is one where they, the House will get together, they'll look into what happened, and uh, decide whether or not the president should be removed. Then the second part of that process, it goes to the Senate. And then the Senate will actually vote on whether to get rid of the president. Now, of course, the president 
doesn't want this to happen. And it all, it all doesn't matter what president is in there, whether, you know, what their political party is, what their name is. You can almost always guarantee that whoever the, the current president is does not want to be forcefully removed from office. This is like the equivalent of, you know, one of your buddies on the playground, uh, you know, pulling you off the slide and telling you you can't go down the slide anymore. So what did the president do? President Trump went to the president of another country called Ukraine. He found out that his main opponent, a man named Joe Biden, who used to be the vice president of the United States, that his son had been involved in a, in a big uh, energy company out there in, in the Ukraine. Joe Biden is running against Donald Trump to, be, to become president. So he doesn't want Joe Biden to win. So what he did was he went to this other country and he told the president there that uh, he wants the president of Ukraine to conduct an investigation of Joe Biden's family, specifically Joe Biden's son. The president of the United States asked the president of Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden's son. Why is that bad? Unless he did, based on what we've heard from the people involved in this, he would not get money needed to defend his country from Russia. Democrats have referred to this as coercion. Uh, the woman who runs the House, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, called this bribery. And bribery, of course, is wrong. The, de the devastating testimony corroborated evidence of bribery uncovered in the inquiry and that the president abused power and violated his oath by threatening to withhold military aid and a White House meeting in exchange for an investigation into his political rival. Bribery is giving money to someone to do something bad. And coercion happens when they need the money so much that they can't say no. Now, what do President Trump's supporters say about this? They say that it can't be proved that this was bribery. They say that uh, Democrats are exaggerating, that they're making, as we would say, making a mountain out of a molehill. Basically, that the Democrats are just angry at Trump and want him gone and are, will make up any excuse necessary to get rid of him. I don't think I've ever seen support in the Republican Party like we do right now. We've never had this kind of support. With you all the way. So Donald Trump is a Republican, and people in his party don't think this is a very big deal. But Democrats, who are the opposition party, are very upset about this. Well, hopefully next time you hear a grown-up talking about impeachment, you'll have a better sense of what they're talking about. Parents, if you're interested in what might happen after impeachment, Tom has written a book about Vice President Mike Pence. It's called Piety and Power, and it's out now. What else is out now? Frozen 2. Holiday movie season is here, and kids are really excited about finding out what's happened to Anna, Elsa, and Olaf. We caught up with our friend Molly, who got to see the movie on its first weekend being open. It's really good, and I think everyone else should watch it, too. So you saw Frozen 1 when you were very little. How many times do you think you've seen it? I think I've seen the first Frozen about, like, 2,000 times. Which characters were you most looking forward to seeing? The character I was most looking forward to seeing was Olaf, Elsa, and, um, like, the Enchanted Forest people. What did you think about the songs? Well, I thought they were good, but I have to hear them a second time to really, like, see if they're good or, like, really good or, like, eh. Did you think it was funny? Yes, I thought it was funny and serious and sad and happy and everything. 
What do you think is better, Frozen 1 or Frozen 2? I think Frozen 2 is better than Frozen 1. Do you think they're going to make a Frozen 3? I hope so. Do you think younger kids and parents will like it too, and why? There's some parts grown-ups will like, and there's some part kids will like. Like, one part it says, Olaf says, Did you know turtles can breathe out of their butts? And that will get a good laugh out of the children. <laughs> sure will. That's going to do it for this episode. If you liked it, please subscribe on whatever podcast app you use, and please leave a review and rate it. If you want to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash extra scoops. Our feed has two more episodes that you can check out, and there will be more soon. Our theme music is Vacation by Joaquim Carew. Transition music is Funkarama by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to Dan and Amanda from Stories Podcast, and thanks to my family for all the patience while I made all these episodes. If you forgot the name of the show, I'll let my son tell you. This is Extra Scoops.